72% of entrepreneurs are struggling with mental health. Most don't ask for help. Today is the day we change that. Today is the day we prioritize and destigmatize mental health. We are entrepreneurs, visionaries, high achievers, change makers. We defy the odds every single day. We dream the biggest dreams. We fail and fall flat on our faces. We get up and try harder. We believe in our ideas even when everyone around us doubts them. We are driven to find the solutions to the world's biggest problems. We speak because our voice matters. We show up because we make a difference. We share our most vulnerable stories because we know someone can finally find the courage to share theirs. And in our collective sharing, we rise, we heal, and we embody brave visibility. Welcome to another episode of the Brave Visibility Podcast. We are super honored to have our guest today, um, Jason Van Orden. Jason, he helps thought leaders reach a larger audience with their ideas, create new income streams from their expertise, and build business models that align with their values and their goals. As a consultant, trainer, and strategist, he draws from more than 15 years of researching top internet influencers and experimenting with his own personal experience. His experience includes creating multiple successful brands, launching over 60 online courses, teaching over 10,000 entrepreneurs, generating 6 million in online course sales, and 8 million downloads of his podcast. His mission is to help visionaries, just like you listening, with impactful ideas to connect with the people they serve best and the problems they can most uniquely solve. Thank you so much for being here, Jason. We're super excited to hear your story. Um, I know that recently in the past few years, you've you know, really gone through a lot of different things and changes. And um, you know, I know there was some parts where you kind of closed down parts of your business and and all types of things. And you know, I was in a mastermind um, with you. You were one of my coaches, and you know, I I kind of got to see kind of behind the scenes of some things. And so, I would really love if you can start sharing a bit about you know, kind of like this mental health journey and what has really started because I know it's kind of been bubbling up as like a passion type of thing for you. Um, so I would love for you to kind of just start on like where things like started shifting a bit for you and, and how you started getting on kind of this healing journey. Yeah, sure. Absolutely. And thanks for, so much, Cameron Yasmin, for having me. It's it's a, a pleasure to, to come and talk about this topic. I am very passionate about sharing it. Uh, I didn't always feel comfortable sharing my mental health journey. And it is something I've been a lot more open about in the last few years, because I do feel like it's uh, something we need to talk about more. So I'm, I'm really glad that you guys have this podcast. Um, yeah, so I, I first got diagnosed with, uh, at the time, they just called it depression and anxiety, right? It's an easy label to, to slap on stuff. And this is like 15 years ago, maybe even 16 or 17 years. And um, it's something that's run in my family. My my dad, you know, when I first got married and kind of entered his adulthood, kind of gave me a warning and said, hey, if you ever notice like this, this, and this, you might want to talk to your doctor about it. And, you know, that's just something your grandpa struggled with. And I've had some struggles with and other people in the family. So I was like, oh, okay. Um, and, uh, and the truth is like, you know, I got, I did get diagnosed uh, with anxiety and, and went on a, a medication for all those years and just kind of 
you know, I, I was quote unquote fine, I guess, you know, but it was something I didn't really talk about at, at all. You know, the medication just kind of kept me being okay. Um, and then fast forward a whole number of years, which would be a, a few years ago as of recording this podcast. Um, you know, I, I moved to, to Paris, France, which was a huge lifestyle goal I'd always had. And of course, that was uh, very fulfilling, a lot of fun. Uh, I was so grateful to have a business that allowed for that. And after several months of living there, it was like I just started noticing something was was off. Um, and that, you know, I had too many string, a string of too many days in a row where, where my energy at the end of the day was just, uh, you know, such that I was just like drained, not enjoying my, like a lot of facets my, in my life, even though I was like living this lifestyle dream. Uh, and finally it, it occurred to me, you know, maybe, maybe something's going on with, uh, my mental health stuff again, you know, maybe the medication's not working as well. I, I don't know. Um, you know, and I've, I've theories about that. You know, part of it, I think was probably getting older. Of course, it's not easy to live a, abroad that could have had effects. You know, I was, a um, a, a parent after I'd been a parent for a few years. So that shifts a lot of your priorities and things. And, uh, you know, I, I spent actually, you know, I, I, I say, you know, things were a little bit off. It still took me a couple of years actually to arrive at the fact that, you know, maybe something is off with my mental health. I just thought it's like, oh, I need to go get some good coaching or my mindset or find something else to excite me. And I, I think that was part of it. Um, and so that, that did start, as you kind of talked about there, Kimra, a huge shift and search over the next few years to really, uh, a need to realign some things in my life. And, uh, one huge discovery I made because I did end up going back to talk to a, a psychiatrist eventually was that uh, I actually got diagnosed finally with ADHD at the age of like 42. I found out I had ADHD, which completely like redefined and put a new lens on my entire life. Um, turns out that's the diagnosis I should have had, you know, gotten years and years and years and years ago. Uh, of course, ADHD can co-occur with things like depression and anxiety, but you know, we weren't treating the actual issue. And somehow I had just managed all those years to get by. Um, that explains a lot why I didn't last very long at all in the corporate lifestyle. And, you know, I was, I was doing okay, but, um, you know, for whatever reason, there was no longer, you know, the, the, the symptoms of ADHD, things like, uh, you know, just inattentiveness and, and having a hard time, like being consistent and sticking to stuff like that stuff just started, really popping up. It's like the, the, the thermometer or something just got turned up on that. Again, I don't know if it was just shifts from aging or what, but also it was very clear something was going on. And, uh, and I, I, I was, I was having, you know, it was maybe it was like 2016. I had a really, really rough uh, year or just all these false starts. Couldn't figure out what was going on. Finally got the the diagnosis from the psychiatrist, changed the medications around. But by that time, like after a full year of like all these false starts, not knowing what was going on, trying different things, thinking it was, you know, just my mindset I needed to fix. Um, my, my confidence had really eroded over a good amount of time. And I kind of built up all this shame. You know, there's the, the classic Brene Brown stuff. She talks about shame of like shame just thrives in silence. And I had basically been more and more isolating myself over that year and, um, and, and basically starting to feel like, oh my gosh, like, am I just like broken now? My, my good ideas are gone. I, my success is all behind me the, that, you know, that's it. Or it's just all these, you know, these thoughts that start coming up. And, uh, it was at the end of that year, um, when I went and attended a uh, mastermind by a good 
mutual friend of all of ours, Adrian Dorison, brought a bunch of uh, people together to, you know, at a, we just kind of split the cost of getting, getting together in Florida and had a mastermind. And I, I decided at that mastermind, I, I showed up with my notebook of all my questions about my business that I was still trying to um, you know, figure out what was next. I'd left my previous business, which had been, you know, hugely successful podcast for, for like 13 years. And I just, because I needed to change. So I was working on new stuff and I brought all my questions for the mastermind to ask them, but it was finally my turn. Um, you know, everyone thankfully had been like really vulnerable with the real issues that were going on in their lives and, you know, all the real stuff behind the scenes that doesn't get talked about enough. And I, I had this sense, it's like, okay, I, I know what I really need to talk about here. It's all this struggle that I've been having with my mental health, which has now made an impact on my confidence and my creativity. And, and, um, and so I put, you know, I just like put my notebook aside with all the business questions I thought I wanted to ask and, and just started laying out, like, here's what's been going on for me for the last while. And a, a really important thing happened. And that was, I didn't die which is literally what my mind thought was going to happen by talking about these mental health issues is that I would like, you know, it was like that lizard brain, right. That just thinks like, Oh, if you talk about these things, people will think you're broken. You'll be ostracized. No one will want to have anything to do with you. And it's over because if it's, you know, if you're ostracized from the tribe, that equals death to like the old evolutionary brain. Right. So it was like all of a sudden I could feel just the shame kind of releasing and this burden off my shoulder just by having my peers hear me talk about this, show empathy. And out of a room of uh, 10 people, two others shared really deep, you know, hard mental health stuff that they had dealt with, you know, therapy and medication and all this stuff. So that was three out of 10 people in that room that had, um, you know, my, myself included that had, you know, taken medication, had all these struggles with mental health over the years. And, um, and that was this big shift. And okay, this is something that needs to be talked about more. Um, not only was it a big shift just in me sharing that and releasing that and, and taking more proactive stance about my mental health, but in just realizing we need to talk about this more, you know, we need to share these things. And I, I isolated myself for far too long. Um, so since then, I've been a lot more vocal about it. I've been diving into my ADHD and learning how to better manage and mitigate the downsides and understand the strengths that come along with it. Um, you know, it's been a real interesting journey the last couple of years, uh, getting off of medications, trying different coping mechanisms. We can dive into any of that that you want to, but, um, you know, I've, I, it, it's an ongoing journey, but uh, I, I feel like I understand a lot better now my own biology and chemistry and what my, the hand is that I've been dealt in, in life and how I can best, uh, you know, use that for my own happiness as well as the, the happiness of those around me. Um, mm -hmm. But that's kind of where, where uh, I, I'm at now with that journey. Yeah. Thank you, know, you so I, much for sharing. Yeah. I just want to honor you. Like, I just want to literally like take a second, take a deep breath and just honor you for sharing this because you know, for someone who has been in business for so long, right, you have been super successful, you know, you've been doing this for so long and just putting that, you know, when you mentioned like how you put that notebook aside and you were like, you know, I'm just going to talk about the real things. Mm -hmm. And I think that just, that's the reframing, that's the perspective. And, and I love it because, you know, that's really what matters at the end of the day, because mm -hmm. if we're not feeling good physically or mentally, how can we serve others? Right. I right. mean, the kind of work that we do, we have to be like, not just surviving, 
you know, in our mental health, but we need to be thriving. And, and I just love that you were able to, you know, show up like that and, and actually, you know, share your story in that small group and which prompted you to share it on a, on a greater scale, right. With your audience. And, you know, that's why we wanted to have you on the podcast because you were one of the first people within the entrepreneurial space who started sharing his story. And I, I, I loved seeing that because it just allowed others to step up and share theirs. And mm-hmm. that's, that's the whole idea. So I just want to ask you, I mean, you've been in the online space, like I said, you know, for many, many years, why do you feel the online entrepreneurial space, especially, you know, um, has been kind of hush hush about this mental health? Mm-hmm. I mean, there are people here and there sporadically talking about it, but Overall, when we look at the marketing, the branding, you know, people don't want to drop that persona of everything being like this Instagram worthy and everything is just perfect and beautiful and gorgeous pictures and which obviously there's nothing wrong with that, but kind of there's a mask still Mm. that a lot of people are wearing and they're afraid to drop it because they're just afraid to, like you said, you know, to not be part of the club, to be right. ostracized or not even be respected. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, as a baseline, there's so much misunderstanding and stigma uh, in society in general. But then of course, when you look at entrepreneurship, you know, entrepreneurs were, uh, we, 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 we're supposed to be so like, you know, smart and with it and self-sufficient and, and on top of, you know, making the destiny of our own lives and, and a mental health challenge is almost like this antithesis to the destiny of create, you know, because it's, it, it can actively work against you. And really, when you really understand it, it's like this, this, I mean, it, you know, it's biology, it's chemistry, but it's also, and yet that, that stuff so often just gets labeled as mindset. And we talk so much in entrepreneurial circles about mindset. So I think people are quick to think, oh, well, I need to work on my mindset, which is true. And there's absolutely a lot you can do to like have better, you know, beliefs about yourself and life and how it works and not have victim mentality and all the, you know, great things that we talk about. And then there's this facet. It's like, you know what? It's not your mindset. Then there's this other part that it's like, it's your genetics. It's how your body works. It's how your mind is wired. And I think as entrepreneurs, maybe we have a hard time coming to grips with the reality that that is a thing. We like to think, no, I have control over my destiny and I can just learn and grit and figure it out and fix my mindset and go for it. And so it's, it's hard to kind of accept that other side of, of the equation. And that's just on top of everything you said with the fact that, you know, online, especially with social media, you know, we see the glossy, uh, the, the glossy side of everything. And we want, you know, especially if it's, if it's lifestyle aspirational based stuff, we want to show the the shiny, wonderful side of everything. So people look and go, Oh, that's what I want. And therefore I want to work with you. But um, you know, it's going back to thriving, whether that's in life or in your business. I, I, I think that thriving requires authenticity and authenticity means, you know, fully owning and, and, putting out there who, who you are and seeing that there are those who will fully resonate with every aspect of who you are. And even thank you for being so fully authentic, which I know both of you do. And Kimra, that was a huge part of the rise of your brand was that you were so authentic about your story and just like a mom, like busting it to, to, with three kids and right. So authenticity is everything too. And, and you know, that's a buzzword a lot online, but mm-hmm. true authenticity goes way beyond 
beyond like, hey, fo-, like those social media posters, like, let's get real for a minute. It's like, really? Are we really getting real? Just because we say we're getting real doesn't mean we're getting real, right? So yeah, um, those and, are some of my thoughts on that. Yeah. And I love that you, you know, you were able to express it, like you mentioned before, like in, you know, a small like mastermind sort of environment where you were able to feel safe. And I think a big part of the reason why people don't share is because they don't feel safe. They right. feel like people are going to be attacking them or shaming True. them for going through mental health things. You know, I definitely have gone through all types of mental health things um, through the years. I have a lot of, you know, generational trauma that has been passed down to my, mm. through my family. Mm. I shared an email talking about how my great grandpa was a murderer. He beat up a man so bad in a bar, he killed him and he was abusive to his wife and all of the children. And then all of those men ended up becoming abusive as well, the boys. And then all of the women, all the girls that he had, they all ended up marrying abusive men. And so it's like generation after generation of trauma. This isn't something that just mindset work is going to get out of me, right? Right. Like I need to be going to a therapist and working through those things. And then of course there's things that happened in this lifetime that created other trauma and trauma has caused me to become OCD. It has caused me to become ADD. It has, it triggers those things inside of me. And most recently, which I haven't even, you know, shared this publicly, but um, my doctor also believes I may be bipolar Hmm. and I'm not diagnosed yet. They're still kind of toying with, you know, some sort of personality type of disorder, Mm -hmm. which a lot of people are really scared to share that sort of stuff online. Right especially because it's like, do these, would my clients even want to keep working with me, you know? And and I understand that that's such a big fear, but it doesn't mean just because you're working on your mental health doesn't mean you have to share it. Right. It doesn't mean you have to go around posting about it, but it's important to work on. Right. And I think sometimes we need to just say, I'm ready to work on this. Yeah. And yeah, I mean, that's a good point you bring up there. I mean, here I'm talking about, you know, sharing an authenticity and I'm I'm glad you brought up about safety. You absolutely want to start in a place that's safe and, um, and you know, I, I, I'm not, I don't want anybody listening to this to think that I, I consider them inauthentic if they don't talk about every facet of their, of their struggles. But, um, I, because yeah, sometimes you're just not ready or while you're going through this stuff, it might not be the time to bring it out there. And, but you know, hopefully the, the takeaway here is that it don't isolate yourself, you know, whether it is with a therapist or a close friend, or, uh, I do think there was something significant about me finding some peers. Cause of course I had talked to, you know, loved ones who were aware of, of the stuff I was struggling with, but there was something about talking to peers that I could trust, but yeah, you got to, it, it's a bit by bit incremental thing. And absolutely it's important to feel safe at every step of the way. Yeah. And isolation is so common when it comes to entrepreneurs, especially online entrepreneurs, because we work from literally our laptop and oftentimes we're working from home. And and I do know people who, yeah, they're like living that, that lifestyle, they're traveling and, and they have their laptop with them, but they're still, you know, struggling with depression or anxiety or ADHD and other things. And they do have that shame about talking about it. And I think sometimes when we actually are choosing to not talk about it, it could not only just be like we think maybe a client won't want to work with us. I think another part of it is 
that we have to admit that mm-hmm. there's something that we mm-hmm. haven't put, we haven't like not necessarily taken responsibility for, but we haven't put as a priority in right. our lives when it absolutely should be a priority so we can best serve our clients and customers. Right. Right. And so it can be, I think a little scary, like even as myself, I know when I post something that might be vulnerable, one of my fears that happens is like, is this going to make someone else feel shame or guilty for not working on their mental health? Hmm. Right. And so that's been like this interesting balance I've been trying to work out recently. And it it can be scary in that aspect too. Like I don't want to cause someone to be like, oh, Kimra's just making me feel guilty because I'm not working on my depression. Or right. you know, and and then sometimes I have to remember it's like, you know, when we share a story, sometimes not every single person is gonna feel great when they read it. You know, because it's going to point out things in them that you need to be working on. And I remember when I posted about getting divorced, there were people who reached out to me that said, thank you. I'm now going to marriage counseling with my partner. Thank Mm -hmm. you so much. I'm actually Mm -hmm. leaving my partner. I was like, well, that wasn't necessarily my intention, but you know, I'm, I'm grateful that you're, you're moving forward. And I even had people who were inside of one of my programs message me and say, you know, my husband's been cheating on me for about four or five years. And, and you know, I haven't known like how to approach him and, and things like it was like really kind of this, thing I didn't expect. So I think that could be another part of why some people don't want to share about the mental health stuff because maybe they're afraid of like, well, a bunch of people are going to start messaging me or asking me more questions or trying to pry. And that's something that did end up happening to me when I posted about my divorce. There were people that were kind of wanting to pry information out of me. And, you know, I had to really set boundaries with that too. And I think sometimes we forget because we're like this public persona, we think sometimes we don't have to set boundaries. And I had to really say like, you know, I respect myself enough to not give you more details. Right. Right. You know, and we only have to share as much details as we're comfortable with. And again, it all goes back to like that safety aspect of it. Can you find those safe friends that, you know, you can talk to about it, or maybe it is in a mastermind group, or maybe it's in an in-person group, um, you know, where can you find that safe space to let those things out, let it flow out of you? Um, because sometimes that in itself is healing, you know, when you started posting, did you feel that that was actually healing for you? Well, yeah, I mean, absolutely. I mean, like like I said, that mastermind was hugely healing. And then I almost found myself, yeah, wanting to find more places to, to open up and share where it was safe. And it it took me a while to like start talking about it online. And, and, you know, we're kind of talking about two sides of things. There's the, there's the sharing that's healing for yourself. And, I mean, yeah, you absolutely, you absolutely, absolutely have to have a place to talk about these things. I mean, that's one of the biggest takeaways I want people to take. It's like you can't isolate yourself. And mental health challenges are so, they lend so easily to isolating. And entrepreneurship is already so isolating. But then the other side of things is sharing to help others. And even if you don't go as far as to share on social media, which is a very brave thing. And, you know, I'm sure, you know, as you've already talked about there, Kim, really, like, you know, it's, I'm sure your own authenticity empowers others' authenticity. But before I went to social media talking about it, um, I started bringing it up with certain clients one-on-one because I felt, uh, you know, I don't know, just my intuition said that this is something to bring up and, and, you know, they would then, you know, thank me for that, whether or not they had mental health challenges of their own, it, you know, it offered all this insight into their own, 
um, work and, and being proactive about the things that they had to, to, to face and work on. So, you know, that, that sharing is both for your own, you know, and that's the first place to go with that sharing is for your own benefit and healing, but then also, you know, again, it can be as big or as small as you want, but the more that you are willing in, in whatever places feel safe to share, it has such a power then to, to encourage others to be authentic, to encourage others to take care of themselves, to encourage others to, um, to take steps to their own healing as well. Mm. I love that. I love that. So, I mean, so far, Jason, like you've shared so much and what would be like, if we were to kind of like make like, I don't know, three tips to kind of, you know, uh, overcome, um, I guess the stigma or the challenge of, you know, dealing with mental health as an entrepreneur, mm-hmm. like what would be like, one of the things you said is like, don't isolate yourself. You yeah. Know? That's, that would definitely be number one. That's for sure. Yeah. Is don't yeah. isolate yourself. Um, you know, and, and kind of a close cousin, I'll say, a, a, we'll call that one B would be, so don't isolate yourself. But then the other part of that is um, to get support. And, and that, you know, the first support is just talking place. You can talk about it, but um, and, you know, whether you maybe just suspect or you're not sure and, you know, there are so many great places to go to get, you know, whether it is your your doctor or professional. And I, I know it could be really scary to think about going and finding, you know, a, a freaking psychiatrist. It's like, where do you even start with a psychiatrist, right? Like I literally went to Yelp to start looking for a psychiatrist. But, you know, I... You know, I've noticed that at times, even having had already had a history and seeing the benefits when I go and get support, um, you know, I talked about when I first started kind of sliding and noticing things and it took me a couple of years to finally go, I got to go see a psychiatrist. Something has shifted. Something is different here. You know, I kept chasing after different coaching and solutions and buying courses, trying to like fix what was going on. And what I needed to do was go talk to a professional. So that's the other thing I'd say is like, don't be afraid to um, start reaching out for, for support. There's so many great resources out there. And of course they can be anonymous and these people are trained to take care of you and to be, you know, kind and empathetic and compassionate and to talk through the different possibilities. Um, the next thing I'd say is just to be proactive, um, about it and not to just, you know, it, I, I I talked about finding out that I finally figuring out that I had ADHD. And part of it was me kind of doing some of my own research and talking to my brother who had already been diagnosed. And, you know, had I just blanket kind of wholesale taken the diagnosis I got years and years and years ago, which was not a complete diagnosis, you know, part of me wishes, I mean, you know, could have, should have, would, I don't want to get down on myself, but part of me wishes I'd been more proactive earlier about figuring out, well, there's other facets of things going on here. So that means, you know, whether that means reading into books or articles or, or asking around, or and that's part of talking to people and getting support, but being proactive the last few years, I mean, I've tried various kinds of therapies and sometimes I can feel like, you know what, this therapy is not working for me, or maybe it does for a good six months. And then my intuition tells me it's time to switch to something else. You know, I've done ADHD support groups. I've tried different medications. I tried different supplements. Some things have worked well, some things not quite as well, but I'm like constantly, constantly proactively experimenting for my own benefit when it comes to my mental health. And there are, again, a lot of great resources. It can be daunting and overwhelming, but the more proactive you are about it, the, the quicker, because everyone's going to be different. And the most, you know, look, you experiment and it works or it doesn't, and you can go on and try something else. But 
you know, if you just go and, and blanket take one professional's word about things, you know, they've, they've got a lot of different people to see. They've got a lot of different things or they've got their, you know, different categories. They got to try to fit you into just because it's hard to keep up on all the, and all of us are very different as to what's going to work for us. Everything from mm-hmm. medication to other things. So be proactive and experiment would be the other thing that I um, would throw in there as well. Yeah. And I was very terrified um, to get diagnosed. I remember when I, had very severe postpartum depression after my first son. And I was terrified to go to a psychologist and even more terrified to go to, you know, a psychiatrist because I'm not typically a person who would use medication. I mean, I don't even take Tylenol, you know? Um, So I'm kind of like, you know, the natural hippie kind of chick. And I remember, you know, like, being very mindful of like, I want to make sure like I am properly diagnosed before I start taking a medication. Because even once you're diagnosed, there's multiple medications to take and try out and see what works for you. And I wanted to make sure I was doing the right thing for me. And so that did take that proactiveness. I had to go to multiple therapists. And it's funny that you just mentioned, you know, like all this, you know, proactiveness. I actually called four different therapists this morning Mm -hmm. because I just moved to Idaho. And so I'm looking for a new somatic therapist. Somatic is the type of therapy that, seems to work the best for me, um, for, you know, and a lot of people that have PTSD. And I actually just had one of them call me back while we were in the middle of this podcast interview um, to book an appointment. So, you know, it's really important to stay proactive with it. And oftentimes insurance covers it as well. I think a lot of times people think insurance isn't going to cover seeing a therapist and even seeing alternative types of therapists. Oftentimes it does. It just depends on how they're licensed. Um, And so, you know, I'm one of the people that kind of likes to try out several different therapists before I find kind of the right one. I'm also switching up a little bit of stuff with my medications right now, but it's really just about being super proactive on what feels good for me, being in tune with my body. Um, I know you had, um, you know, kind of touched on it a little bit, but like kind of following your intuition a bit, you Mm -hmm. know, if you're really feeling that something is going on and maybe you're not sure, it's okay to get checked, you know, like you wouldn't want to, you know, like leave, you know, like just allow yourself to continue to have issues. And maybe, you know, because I I mean, one of the things that I see that I feel is kind of almost hurtful in the entrepreneur space is all of these people saying, you know, get up at 5am, do this, put this thing into routine, and stuff like that. And I really feel like that stuff actually is harmful to people that are going through mental health issues. If you are suffering through, you know, real depression, you're, you can't wake up at five in the morning and do yeah. those routines. It's like literally impossible. Yeah. Um, and, and I see that stuff and I think it, it almost makes people even more depressed that they can't do those things. Why can't I do be the person that wakes up at 5 a.m. and do the journaling and go do the workout and do that sort of stuff? Yeah. And, and even though the workout and the journaling that stuff will help their mental health, sometimes you're in such a deep low, it's almost impossible to move forward. And the way that we do that is by finding the support, finding the therapist. Um, You know, um, I have one friend who had a therapist where he was kind of having a hard time with his willpower. 
He mm. was having a lot of like binge eating, binge drinking, and was just suffering through depression. And, you know, his therapist said, well, if you want to start building up willpower, get in the shower every single day and put the water on freezing cold for, you know, 10 seconds. The next day, do 15 seconds. The mm. next day, do 30 seconds. The next day, do one minute. And you're going to start, you know, making yourself believe that you have the willpower to actually change, make a change, right? And that worked for him very, very, very well. And so every single thing is so different, though. That might right. not work for one person, but it works for, for you know, another person, right? Because the takeaway so, from that is that it was incremental, right? So it's mm-hmm. like whether it's a cold shower or whether it's, uh, you know, figuring out a way to get yourself out of bed earlier rather than being in bed for 90 minutes after you wake up, whatever, like whatever the yeah. thing is, like, like little incremental changes definitely add up. Yeah. And I think some people, they think it has to be so drastic and so dramatic. And oftentimes, especially for someone who experienced trauma, it does need to be more incremental. We need to really be gentle with ourselves. And I feel like sometimes that that can be hard when we're seeing, you know, all like the Gary V hustlers, like hustle, 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 just push through everything. And that doesn't really work when you have been suffering from anxiety for like 20 years and it's been undiagnosed and, you know, like you can't figure out why when you leave your house, you start having panic attacks, you know, like it, those sorts of things don't really work. And we've interviewed several people on this podcast who are, you know, psychotherapists and, and, you know, there's, there's different reasons why people have different types of anxieties and such. And, and that's why it's so important to really go to a therapist, be proactive in your mental health, you know, research about things that you might maybe suspect that is going on with you. Talk to friends, ask them, Hey, have you, you know, gone through this or do you know someone who's gone through this? Sometimes mental health things are phases. Sometimes they're lifelong things. Um, But the key is like, just be patient and keep on going until you find the right solutions for you. Right. Yeah. And it can be, you know, I, one of the toughest things is when, when a mental, cause things can be going well and then I'll, you know, then I'll, I'll have a day where I'll wake up and I just feel horrible or I feel depressed or, you know, whatever the case may be. And in those moments I'll say, I can feel like, well, dang it. Like, does this mean that it's never, you know, it's, it's very easy to start feeling like, well, now I'll just be, be stuck here. I'm just going to be broken forever. This isn't what it's going to be. And, and so to, to, um, you know, to sometimes just to, to allow those days to, to happen and then, you know, just realize there's always more that you can, you know, continue to do to can incrementally find a way for you to be able to um, thrive. And so I think that, that kind of goes along with, um, you know, just because, again, something worked for somebody else doesn't mean it's necessarily going to work for you. And just because you have a bad day after a string of really good ones doesn't mean that you, you screwed something up. Um, and I just say that as somebody who I, you know, I tend to take far more responsibility for things. And that's another thing as entrepreneurs, I think we're really trained in our brains. Like I'm responsible for everything. I'm responsible for my future and I'm not a victim mentality and that's me, 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 and I can do it. But it's like, you know what, sometimes you're not responsible for what's happening. It's just part of, you know, again, generationally has been handed down DNA. Maybe you're just having a bad day and that's okay. It's not that you didn't do your morning routine or you didn't meditate or you didn't, it's just that you, you're having a bad day. So it's okay. And then you can, you can pick back up and, and keep going after that. I love that. You know, everything you've shared is just on point, Jason. So thank you so much. If you were like, let's say you were invited and you're giving a speech to a 
group of entrepreneurs, you know, a, a stadium filled, an arena filled with entrepreneurs, what would be that one message be to them when it comes to mental health? Hmm. I mean that this is a this is a real issue. If you especially with entrepreneurs, if you look there, there's research out there. I've had an opportunity to interview one of the t- top researchers about entrepreneurship and mental health issues. Uh, issues and our our rate of of everything from depression to anxiety to ADHD to addiction it's it's just higher. And is that a chicken or egg thing? I don't know. That's another conversation to have. But this is a real. Um, issue that's out there, not only in society, but then even amongst entrepreneurs that even more. And it's an issue that, you know, if it's compromising entrepreneurs' abilities to show up and do what they're doing, well, that impacts society, that impacts, um, you know, the economy because, you know, entrepreneurs are a key part of stimulating any economy. So this is a social issue. It's an economic issue. Uh, it's something we need to talk about more. It's something we need to normalize more. We need to have better resources. We need to realize that there's good resources out there. We need to remove the stigmas. Uh, and you know, I, I think as entrepreneurs, we have a very unique opportunity because people, you know, we know how to, we know how to market where entrepreneurs are interesting. Society listens to us. You know, you look at somebody like, uh, um, you know, I'm totally blanking out his name, you know, from Tesla or whatever, like, you know, you, when an entrepreneur comes out and says something and we tend to be listened to more than others. So there's a real opportunity as entrepreneurs. If we can get people talking about this more amongst, uh, entrepreneurs, then I think it can bleed out into society and also entrepreneurs are the one that start making solutions for things in, in society. So that would be my message is that this is an issue. There's a, a need and an opportunity to fix it. And I think it's entrepreneurs, not only is it a bigger issue for us, but we also have a bigger opportunity to do something about it. So that's what I'd want them to know. I love it. You probably had Elon Musk in mind, right? Yes, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yes, yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah, I love it. I love it. Okay, as we're wrapping up, I know that you have some resources. I know that, you know, we want people to connect with you. And um, so where's the best place for our listeners to get in touch with you? To follow yeah, you. Yeah, sure. Thanks for asking. So, uh, of course, it seems weird as we're talking about mental health. I mean, what, what I, you know, <laughs> what I have to offer is completely, well, not completely something different because I, I do like to, as you said at the beginning, work with thought leaders in a way that's very much aligned with their strengths and their vision. A lot of times that's about like working with whatever mental health issues or whatever else you might have that you're dealing with. Um, so, you know, if something about me and my story has resonated with you and you're like, oh, I kind of like this guy and I'd like to hear what else he has to say about entrepreneurship now. Uh, my website is jasonvanorden.com. Uh, one of the new things I, I put out there recently is a, a case study about launching your online course. Uh, last year, I launched an online course in, in three weeks with a very small list. It was a podcasting course, generated 15000 Um and and the, just it's a much simpler way to launch a course than most people talk about. So I decided to put a case study out there about it. So jasonvanorden.com forward slash case study, if that's the kind of thing that you're into, or just find me on the social media if you want to chat about this mental health stuff. I you know I I want there to be dialogue and to be somebody who's open to those kinds of conversations. So by all means, feel free to to find me. Facebook's probably the place I'm I'm on most. So. Thank you so much, Jason. It's been such a pleasure chatting with you. It's been an honor to have you on this podcast. Thank you so much for your time. Well, thank you for the opportunity. It was my pleasure. Thank you for lending us your ears. Please subscribe, rate, and leave a review so we know we're not talking to ourselves. If you love this episode and would like to dive deeper into healing your mind, body, and soul, make sure to check out bravevisibility.com forward slash circle to join our membership. Every month, we'll provide you with new trainings and resources on maintaining a healthy mind and most of all, a safe space to share and grow. 
go to bravevisibility.com forward slash circle where you can have full access for $20 a month. Remember to use hashtag bravevisibility when sharing this episode online. Follow us on social media at Brave Visibility and catch us on the next episode. Till then, live bravely.